1: Inside Sources, Inside Sources, Inside Sources, where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Queen Elizabeth's death came shortly after the passing of another world leader, former president of the Soviet Union, Mikhail Gorbachev. It's interesting to look past the headlines of that and see how these two extraordinary figures from world history, how their lives interconnected. The question is, what can we learn from their leadership? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. We're really pleased to have joining us on the program today, Stephen Stuttert And uh, this is someone who has incredible perspective and a really unique insight into some of the leaders that we've been mourning the past few days. Obviously, Queen Elizabeth II, Mikhail Gorbachev, we talked a lot about last week, uh, and even Ronald Reagan. And uh, Steve served as White House advisor to U.S. Presidents George Bush, Ronald Reagan, Gerald Ford, uh, and just has a host of diplomatic Experience over the years, and and we thought it would just be such a great conversation to talk about how these amazing individuals in world history interacted, interconnected, and some lessons learned. And Steve, thank you so much for making some time for us today. Thank you, boy. And so let's let's start with uh, let's start with Queen Elizabeth II. Obviously, that's kind of driving uh, a lot of news coverage today as uh, the things proceed forward in the uh, the London Bridge book, <laughs> everything. And as, and as an advanced guy, you know that uh, those books matter in terms of how it plays out. But what was your connection there? And uh, what are you observing as uh, the nation mourns, as the world really mourns, a, a really most extraordinary historic figure?
0: Queen Elizabeth was truly an extraordinary world figure. Uh, and much has been said publicly in the media uh, about, about the way she uh, served as monarch, was a great friend of the United States of America. He loved America. If you go back to the 9-11 circumstance where breaking all tradition and all protocol, she had the United States National Anthem played at Buckingham Palace. Mm. And she never sings the the anthem of Britain, uh, God Save the Queen, or any other anthem. And the day that she had the United States National Anthem played, she sang the words, Mm. which spoke volumes about her admiration and affection for the United States of
1: America. Yeah, and that connection between Great Britain and the United States, obviously complicated going back to 1776, uh, and yet they have been the most important of allies. Uh, And the Queen has had a really unique uh, role in all of that. Obviously, she has bridged uh, some 14 prime ministers, and she was sort of the glue for uh, for a lot of times in that relationship.
0: You know, she's also bridged American presidents, dating back to Harry Truman. Yes. And uh, going all the way through to (laughs) Joe Biden.
1: It's amazing. And and as you watch that from your unique perch and on, on many of those trips that uh, you went abroad, uh, what were some of the things that you observed in terms of her leadership style? What is it that made her such a, an extraordinary leader?
0: I think maybe the most important thing was none of it was about her. It was all about duty, God and country for her. Mm. I, I never saw her do or say anything that was focused on her, but it was always focused on the betterment of her people and the people of the world. She was personally gracious. She had a wonderful sense of humor, but she had this overwhelming and overpowering sense of duty to her position.
1: Uh, and you've also had a, an interesting perspective uh, with, obviously, the, the passing of Mikhail Gorbachev uh, and that unique relationship uh, during a lot of the years that you were in Washington, D.C., with, with he and Ronald Reagan. Uh, give us a perspective on Mikhail Gorbachev's passing.
0: He was a great world leader. Uh, circumstances overtook him as the Soviet Union collapsed. But there were some wonderful things came about. Ronald Reagan, if you remember, said at his famous speech at Brandenburg Gate on the Berlin Wall in Berlin, he said, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. That was the line in the speech that the speech writers objected to, the State Department objected to, the National Security Council objected to, and the president said no. That's who I am, and that's what I'm going to say, and that's what Ronald Reagan said. And as we look back on his presidency, it became the most quoted line of his entire presidency. And we saw that play out in the subsequent meetings between Gorbachev and Reagan. They became friends. They came from very different backgrounds, very different positions and philosophies. But they became personal friends, and I think, for me, the most telling moment of that entire relationship between General Secretary Gorbachev and President Reagan was at Reagan's funeral as his body, the casket, lied in state in the United States Capitol rotunda. And Gorbachev traveled from Moscow to Washington, D.C. to pay his respects. He went in the rotunda. He was all alone. There were large lines of of American citizens, and they held the line. Gorbachev walked up to the casket by himself. Now, that's an extraordinary moment in history. Mm -hmm. He then bowed his head, obviously in in reflection or prayer, and then reached up and put his hand on the American flag draped casket of Ronald Reagan. For the last leader of the Soviet Union to place his hand in respect on the American flag, I thought was the most telling moment of the Reagan presidency.
1: Yeah, so uh, so extraordinary and uh, I know you had uh, additional interaction with uh, Mikhail Gorbachev and uh, people who listen to the show know that I I have my wall of fame uh with autographs from uh, a lot of great baseball players but more great people. Uh I understand I understand you have a uh, a baseball uh, that connects all of this together.
0: <laughs> I I was with uh, Mr. Gorbachev and I had taken with me a baseball. And uh, I pulled it out, and I, I I asked him, Mr. President, will you will you sign this baseball for me? And I handed him a pen, and he said, nyet, nyet, and he pulled out his own pen. And then through the interpreter, he, he asked me, now, I'm not going to see this for sale on that home shopping <laughs> network. I? Uh, that, that told me that he maybe knew more about American culture than we really knew he did. <laughs>
1: I, I think that's very true. I think uh, I think he followed that all very, very closely. Uh, so, Stephen, help us connect the dots just a little bit. As you look uh, at your interaction with uh, Ronald Reagan, uh, Mikhail Gorbachev, and Queen Elizabeth II, uh, connect some dots for us in terms of their places on the world stage, their interconnectedness in terms of the direction uh, that the world was really headed.
0: I remember one occasion during the Falklands War when I was – sent over to London to meet with prime minister then margaret thatcher and i remember the president said to us prior to our leaving he said privately remember we are allies we are also allies with argentina but we are family with the brits mm. and he viewed us as more than just sovereign relationship he viewed us as Americans being cousins to the British in a wonderful way that I think has spoken about our relationship for, you know, well over 200 years. Um, the, the Queen uh, understood her role. She uh, admired and had a personal friendship with Ronald Reagan, as she's had with several American presidents. Theirs seemed to be particularly warm as we look back on some of the interactions between the two. I think one that really comes to mind for me is I had been visiting with her uh, at Windsor Castle as we prepared for a visit of the president to Windsor Castle. And we got talking about horses, and we proposed to her that maybe she and the president would like to go for a little ride. And she actually walked us down to the paddock, and you and I discussed where they would ride in a way that could be safe, and yet, you know, it wouldn't be spooked by the press. Um, and that was just a moment in their relationship where, how many times do you see the Queen of England and the president of the United States go for a horse ride? <laughs> just the two of them nobody else with
1: them yeah wow that's extraordinary i, I think we could use some of those times uh, even just here in the united states i think we we could send uh, a few people off on uh, some horseback rides was it i can't remember who it was who said that uh, most of the problems on the uh, inside of a person can be solved on the backside of a horse uh, but that, that, that's so
0: true all oh, that we could get to that today again
1: yeah, we, we need that kind of leader. Final thought, uh, Steve, as you've been uh, reflecting, obviously uh, over the the last few days and week, uh, as we look at these great leaders, uh, what is it that is going to help us? Was it just an extraordinary season in world history that those kind of leaders came on the stage at that point? What do we what should we be looking for uh, so we have that kind of leadership again?
0: You know, there was a great convergence uh, of leaders when it came to uh, the issues of the Soviet Union, Ronald Reagan, Mikhail Gorbachev, Margaret Thatcher, and Pope John Paul II, who was a, before he became pope, he was a, a Polish priest. Right. Um, we don't have that kind of convergence of leaders today who are looking at the broader good, the safety and and stability of the world, which was what their goal was. And, of course, their goal was the democracy. And the principles of constitutional government would be the dominating Force of governance in the world. Today, we have leaders that are focused on their own agendas, as we see in the in the Russia-Ukraine conflict, as we see in the fast-developing China-Taiwan conflict. The world stage does yearn and does need for leaders with global vision in a global vision of peace and
1: security. Yeah. Stephen Studdard, so appreciate your perspective and the unique uh, front row seat you had in uh, so many amazing historic moments. We appreciate you spending some time uh, helping us connect the dots on some extraordinary figures from world history. Thanks for joining us today. My pleasure, boy. Thank you. And uh, Steve Studdard, great, great insight. There's so many things to think about in terms of what leadership looks like and what leadership acts like. And are there leaders out there who can function in that way? not perfect. Uh, but lead, come together, set aside personal politics in order to do the best thing for we the people. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL Radio.
0: It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison.
1: Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today.
0: I'm Becky Bruce.